begun recording. Um, waveforms. Cool. I don't accidentally have a voice changer on, right? Nope. Cool. <laughs> I once did a fucking meeting, and the guy didn't tell me that the whole time I sounded like this with a fucking oh trunk Steven voice. He just thought oh that was normal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there must be some interference. And afterwards, I was talking with somebody else, and they were like, why do you sound like that still? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Oh We're my good. god, Riley, that is too good. <laughs> oh. Surprise! There are there is not one Riley in this call. There are Rileys, plural. There are many of us. <laughs> the, my fusion with the Patara earrings, Riley. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball, so this is going to be a lot of Glee and Dragon Ball Super, so we're just going to have to balance that. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Our we'll worst case out. scenario. We'll figure it out in editing. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Hello, and welcome to Loser Like Me. It's a Glee recap show. I'm Christina. I'm Tanner, and you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find... That you have a special guest on your Glee yes. Recap podcast, and this week we were lucky we are joined enough to... by the one, the only Riley Hopkins. Yes, <laughs> what is good, my friends? Thank, thank you for having me on this show. I'll say it: I like hanging out with my friends. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> Look in 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 the world that we live in right now. Get your serotonin from wherever you can, except for capital murder. Yep. But that being said. Grip it and rip it, baby. Ready to talk about some glee. <laughs> Are you drinking White Claw? No, no, no. This is a daisy cutter. It's a local huh. Chicago IPA because <laughs> I am hipster. Oh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> These are my last two. I waited to open the second one until we started recording. <laughs> I, I appreciate your sacrifice for the bit, Riley. I yes. appreciate it very much. We, we, we thank you very much for agreeing to come on our podcast and then agreeing to come on like four episodes earlier than planned <laughs> because the urge was too great. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I've got I've got specific notes. <laughs> Y'all are lucky yeah. I didn't send you um I'm sure we'll get into it. We'll get into we'll get into competition season. But um yeah. I have when I was back in the day when I was a, a wee show choir lad, mm-hmm. I fucking we made Hey, hold on. Are we swearing? Yes. Oh yeah, we we cool. need to make this a cussing podcast to survive. Yes. I fucking yeah. I I like I I made a bunch of uh mu- I make a music video every time we went to a competition. So you're lucky I did not nice. load you up with actual videos going. No, here here's an actual show choir event. <laughs> <laughs> These are my people. <laughs> If you would like to share this at some point, please know that I would be willing to watch them and I would probably enjoy watching them. Yeah, and Absolutely. also, like, just j- just to make it even, I never was in show choir, but I did find the DVD of my middle school knockoff Hercules performance. 
Oh my god, Tanner. <laughs> so that will what? definitely be seeing the light of day at some point. What made it knockoff and not just the school performance? Because it wasn't Hercules, it was When in Rome. Oh, and that- all the songs were legally distinct from the songs in Hercules. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. So instead of zero to hero so instead of zero to hero, you had nothing to something? <laughs> nothing to champion. <laughs> Who is the greatest gladiator? Gladius. <laughs> oh no! Fuck it. It was also it was also one of those plays where everyone everyone who auditions gets a role. But if you're competent enough, you get a speaking role, but not a lead role. So like every few minutes, there'd just be an interlude. Like here's the senator's interlude, and here's the handmaiden's interlude, and here's the gladiator's interlude. Where basically all the students wrote their own small like miniature one act within the play so that they (laughs) had their own moment to shine and i had one line because i was a senator and we were all lounging in the bathhouse middle school play and we were all lounging in the bathhouse and my one line was oh no a bug (laughs) (laughs) good very good (laughs) oh that's too good we have fun here (laughs) <laughs> we do have fun here. So, oh, before before we actually start doing the episode, Riley, what is your history with Glee? Mm. Both the show and the extracurricular. Yes, we never called it Glee. Hi, what's good? <laughs> I, hey, <laughs> I uh, back in the days of high school, um, a lot of my best friends did show choir. Mm-hmm. My cousin, who was a year above me, was in pit with you know the crew, like played the songs, yeah, um, the music, mm-hmm. and um my a lot of my best friends were in the actual performance and so one year i was in crew where you like run around you're carrying props from left to right you're making sure everyone has their costumes ready and mm-hmm. available you are making sure that the the tear down and put up these the stands and the next year i joined show choir and i was on what are basically the jv team the which was mm-hmm. blue vibes uh bl- blue vibrations <laughs> we were the, the central high school blue devils and then next year i went up ah. in my senior year to central singers incorporated and it was our show choir. It ruled. It is a oh you, you have like Hell Week in the summer where you, are, yes. you learn all the dances, and it's like, all right, here we go. And then you like start you every Monday and Friday for the first half of the school year. You are dancing from four p.m. to like seven p.m. <laughs> and like that's it. And then and then like that's what that's in preparation for competition season, <laughs> which yeah. is like. February to uh, April or May, depending on how good you are. And then it is on Saturday morning, you wake up at 7, 6, no, 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 6 a.m., 5 a.m., you get on a bus, you go out to fucking, uh, to like Mundelein, Mundelein, Illinois, or some Mm -hmm. something, like Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where there's a school that is hosting a competition, and there's fields of show choir kids and you perform at two, and then if you make it to finals, you perform at eight. <laughs> and, so, and so yeah. you are there. You can watch performances. You can play ERS at the tables with your friends if you are like me. Like mm-hmm. you, it's just it's just vibing. And then you're there all day. You perform twice. The award ceremony comes. Everyone cheers, and then you ride home. It is midnight, and you go to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a dream. I loved it a lot. I have sent Christina one of my favorite music videos on Discord. Um, it is when we went to Florida, and it was the Florida trip. So all of us in Iowa climbed into a, a bus 
and rode yes. two days down to Florida to perform mm-hmm. at the Hard the Hard Rock Cafe in Universal Studios, and it's oh just, my god, it's like it is like a crystalline uh, high school memory for me of just like playing music and hanging out with my friends in a theme park and like yelling and dancing in the hotel parking lot to like practice mm-hmm. for like what is I think it's it's Fame Orlando is what it was. It's uh, fucking okay. fun. I like show choir a lot. Uh, Glee is a bastardization. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After Monday nights, we would, or whatever, Monday or Friday, after pra- after practice, we would go and we would watch the latest episode of Glee at somebody's house. And we all loved it. We ate that shit up. We were like, mm, this isn't correct. But like, mm, yum, 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 oh, yum. Yeah. This is great. I love this. <laughs> I distinctly remember this episode that we watched today. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm curious to hear how your recollections of first watching it with your actual like legitimate show choir compared to watching it now. What if you found milk that had been sitting behind your bed from high school to now? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so what you're saying is that it is by now it has turned into cheese and it's not especially good cheese but it's still cheese it's homemade cheese i know this cheese i know it well it's a little bit too sour but you know if you're funky that might be for you oh my god you find this decade old cheese and you look at it and it looks back at you <laughs> it, it blinks and it it, it blinks and it fuck and it, it goes like do you want to hear a mixture of umbrella and halo that hasn't come up yet. I downloaded that one. I remember having these on mix CDs in my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still have the original CDs somewhere there on my bookcase that is to my left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I won the their Rocky Horror soundtrack at my first Rocky Horror live show that I went to. Oh. <laughs> because they had all the virgins get on stage and have an orgasm contest and I won. Oh, God. <laughs> Congrats. Was it worth it, Tanner? No, because... Okay, we're, we're not... We're so far away from the Rocky Horror Glee show, but I need to make two things perfectly clear. Number one, there are only maybe like three good songs that came out of that episode. And number two, I already own them digitally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me see if I can find a picture of, of me and Show Choir, because, you know, you get great outfits. Like, watching this episode, mm-hmm. I was very disappointed in the stage dressing <laughs> in the yeah. outfits that they had. I don't I don't blame you. Hearing you talk about all of this, Riley, is just exposing to me more and more how much my own one year in show choir was a sham of a show choir. Oh, where <laughs> what was it like? Talk you talk to me it, now. Well, the, my my show choir experience was that we had there was a show choir before I went to high school. Mm-hmm. And then Glee came. Glee was airing starting my freshman year of high school. My junior year, there was a show choir, which I joined, but we weren't big enough to go to any competitions. Oh. So all we did was we would learn music and we would learn some we would learn some choreography, and then we would perform those at the at the choir concerts. And we had our own showcase. At the end of the year in like April or May, and I say and I say choreography and not dancing because our choreography was done by the theater teacher at our school yeah. mm-hmm. who had who could who could come up with individual steps, 
but ha- but had no skill or talent into linking them into a dance. <laughs> and so we we didn't have uniforms. And the honestly, my favorite memory of show choir was that in our showcase, I got to because I was. I I don't think that it's uh pride to be to say that I was probably the most confident singer in that show choir. Uh-huh. Oh no. <laughs> but uh-huh. I and like I was not an overly confident high school student. But <laughs> are any of us competent high school students? <laughs> well, no. No. I'll I'll say then that I was I was the I was the most competent maybe singer and the most confident performer. <laughs> um <laughs> But because I was, you know, willing to be on stage and the only singer, I got to perform uh, "Shy" from Once Upon a Mattress, oh. and I recruited my I recruited my classmates to be like s- just sit on stage so I could play off of them. Oh. And at, and at the end of the number for our showcase, the only day we were performing, uh, I decided at the end of the number I did my like. I was like, I'm gonna lay across all of your laps, and it worked fine in practice. <laughs> but <laughs> did it did it work fine in action? <laughs> uh, well, as soon as I like laid across everyone's laps, draped in you know like the velvet theater costumes that we mm-hmm. were borrowing and stuff, and I finished I finished the last note, you know, like incredibly shy, and then I slid off of all of their laps and then landed on my side on the stage, and the lights cut out immediately. <laughs> God, no! It was like shy thump. Lights Beautiful. out. Beautiful. <laughs> I love. I love I, I, stories. It was honestly, it was a lot of fun. Would perform again, and I know I have pictures somewhere that I'll have to post on Twitter when this episode goes up. <laughs> I have sent you yeah. two images on Discord uh, because I don't think I can paste images in this Google chat. Uh, but it, uh, I've sent you one of my fucking senior year trip where we're all in the red suits. I believe I am. Oh, red suits! I'm dead ass middle. You can see me under two tall boys, and then under that there is a green sparkly sequence kind of number that I'm wearing, oh and that is that gosh. is a JV. Tiny oh, wow. Riley, big dumb smile on my face. I believe. Do I have my hands on the shoulders of the people in front of me? I believe I do. Yeah, you yeah. do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. You look like you're you look like you're ready to push them apart and start <laughs> singing like Broadway melody or something from Singing in the Rain. Yep, yep, yep. I had those so- sequin shirts are a trip. They really are. That's that's it's I like had- it's like it's like something off of the set of the Jimmy Buffett musical Margaritaville. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, and I but, say that with love and affection. In in the in the senior year I had a solo for a happy ending by Mika. Uh, for our ballad, Ugh. and then for the first year, I had a uh, single. I had a solo for "Come On Everybody," which I believe is a Queen song. <laughs> Shruggy might be Elvis. I don't know, man. It's an old fart thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't listen to old people music. <laughs> but yeah, so I have a long and sordid history with show choir, and I'm excited to, a to revitalize the memories that I have, and b to talk <laughs> about this show. And the audacity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. So we start off. Oh with, wait, if I up. remember correctly, we, did, we didn't talk about who the who this episode uh, was by. Who's responsible for this episode? Give me names. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Brad Falchuk and Brad Falchuk. Yes, he wrote and directed. 
Because, Riley, we've been tracking who's been Mm -hmm. writing it because we're trying to figure out which writer pairs to which flavor of glee. Mm -hmm. Which, what do we got for Brad? (laughs) Talk to me about Brad's uh, fucking Um, criminal history. (laughs) Brad, Brad also directed the episode Ballad. Which is the one both where Finn uh, decided that, yes, he was going to be a parent to Flat Baby, but it's also the one where... Um, Flat Baby! It's, it, it's, it's also... Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> Beth is Flat Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also the episode where um, Will Schuster had to deal with crushes from not one but two of his students. That's Don't Stand So Close to Me. That's what that could say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I um halfway through this, I just got done watching the Frozen documentary on Disney Plus, and I kept thinking that Leah Michelle was Adina Menzel. <laughs> like like <laughs> it's weird that she was in the wait, no, she's not <laughs> Hold that thought. Don't spoil the rest of Glee. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god, when did Riley, when did you stop listening? I stopped watching Glee, like, <laughs> I stopped tuning in to see what I missed on Glee before Halo and Umbrella. I just liked that song, so I downloaded it. Are you uh, telling me Adina, Adina Menzel is in Glee? Elsa is here in Glee? <laughs> She's in the next episode. And, um... Oh no! Oh, oh Riley! No. Riley's taking the headphones off. Riley has abandoned all hope. Riley, Riley had to go pace in their room for a second. R- Riley had to take a brief emotional respite. It was much like how I had to do the same when they sang "Imagine." Uh, yep. I hate to. Uh-huh. I hate to well actually on Glee. It's okay. But but Halo got mashed up with "Walking on Sunshine." That's it. So, um, wasn't there a few episodes umbrella? before this, Umbrella got mashed up with Singing in the Rain next season by Gwyneth Paltrow. <sighs> wow. So so maybe I got deeper and I've just suppressed some... My Glee knowledge is, I guess, really shoddy. <laughs> I need to look at a track list and I need to like see how far did I get. Because I got... What's the Wicked song? What's the Wicked song uh, that they do? Defying Gravity. I, I got there. When is Poison or the Thong song? That was a few episodes ago. Okay, no spoilers on Glee. I don't remember hearing some of these in season two, but I know I've heard some of them. So I think I made mm-hmm. all of season one happen, and I maybe made it a decent amount of the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, not decent. I guess this is maybe like bridge, like bridge over troubled. I made it to episode three. I'll say, God, they've really packed these with songs, huh? Yeah. Yup. <laughs> <gasps> um, I, I'll, I'll, I, um, if you're wa- if you're solely getting Glee through this podcast, then skip ahead a little bit yeah. because I'm about to spoil something. But I do need to say this now so I can get Riley's reaction because yes. Adina Menzel plays Rachel's birth mother. I'm filled with rage because of course she would because yo. <laughs> I hate Rachel so much. <laughs> Good. I hate her. That was the correct. That's valid. I hate her so much. And like, also, after watching the Frozen 2 documentary, it seems like Rachel grows up to be Adina Menzel. So you know what? <laughs> I think everyone. I mean, look, give, give, give Adina Menzel an iota of credit more than that. <laughs> Have you watched the documentary? 
<laughs> Everyone else look, is like, like, like Josh. Gad. Look, I know she's not great. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like after you hit college and you mellowed out, and she and she like she like kind of realized that she had to be decent to other people to like kind of exist in the world. That is where I'm putting uh, Rachel Menzel. <laughs> Her birth mother. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that uh in in the Frozen 2 that happens in this universe that Rachel is uh Elsa? I don't know. Partly because I haven't seen Frozen 2 yet, tragically. Frozen 2 rules at up and down. Love it. I, I know I do know the Frozen 2 song. rules. I, I had to make choices on which movies to see around that time period, and my mm-hmm. choices were Amelia Carr Christmas movie and mm-hmm. Cats. Yeah. Again, great decisions. Great decisions. Cats is the best movie of 2019. But if you have access to Disney Plus, watch Frozen 2. I've watched I listen to the soundtrack daily. <laughs> so glee. <laughs> so glee. Okay. Um before I forget, um, absolute disclaimer here. Um, I did something that I have only ever done once before in my life. Oh boy. I did not take a single lick of notes for this episode. Oh boy. Bravo. Bravo. I, I did not take a single lick of notes because I was like, okay, come on, Netflix. We gotta get going. We gotta get going. <laughs> I'm not pausing this thing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was like also like listening to it while I was putting my garlic bread in the oven. So I have I have no notes, but I have been refreshed on my memory of it. So and I am trusting that two other people will help me remember what's going on. I, I okay. didn't take any notes, but I am fi- it burned itself into my retinas. <laughs> I I tried to switch <laughs> to play Dragon Ball Xenoverse while watching the episode and i kept going back and like putting down the controller and just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i took two and a half pages of notes and the first three words i wrote down are rachel is psychic <laughs> oh god yeah she storms into the choir room declaring that she has a sixth sense about people interacting because hey wasn't it weird that puck dove to quinn's side when she felt faint during rehearsal the other day not even like Subtle. Like, let's yeah. start. Let's start here. I have a sixth sense. I say after observing very obvious human interaction. <laughs> Somebody touches a yeah. fan and goes, "Ooh, hot!" And Rachel's like, oh, "I think that was hot." <laughs> She's connected two dots. Exactly. <laughs> a follows B. There are two dots. I've connected them. <laughs> you didn't do shit. Rachel. <laughs> oh, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if I'm driving this car, I'm relying on the two of you to. <laughs> I don't know where the rest of this metaphor is going. <laughs> it's okay. I'll p- I'll pull up MapQuest, aka the Glee Wiki, on my phone. <laughs> that should do it. I after after this after that scene after that after when she comes in is like oh I uh I I have a sixth sense that everyone else in the room is like oh shit because Rachel's the only one that doesn't know because they all know that Rachel's a motherfucker <laughs> and will ruin yes. this for everybody. And that, that that I. I, I appreciated it, it so much because, like, after Rachel was like, do you think that something's going on with Puck and Quinn? And everyone else is like, mm, no. And then we get to have this absolutely delightful montage, which is, like, a multi-cut between everyone, like... <laughs> It's 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 just like, hey, let's see how many people we can fit on a screen mm-hmm. because it cuts from like Mercedes talking to Tina, who talks to Kurt, who talks to Artie, who then like 
a conference calls in Santana and Brittany, and they're all talking about how they all know that Puck is the true father of Flat Baby. <laughs> and how they're all they're all like, we cannot tell Rachel or she will push the thermonuclear detonator yep. that will then take any chance of happiness away from this glee club. She's still dancing. She's pregnant and still dancing? What? What? You can you can do that. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, also first trimester. First like show choir level dan- there's a lot of there's a lot of like lifts and throws and kicks and like I'm just like, man, what are y'all doing? <laughs> if if I'm remembering correctly, she ends up getting paired with Artie a lot. The only mm-hmm. other person who is advised not to be thrown across the stage if you're going to be throwing people across the stage. So Listeners, remember that Quinn is being paired with ID. It'll come back at some point. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, if if Rachel finds out about Flat Baby's true heritage, then she's gonna tell Finn, and then Finn's going to ruin everything and the club will self-destruct, and they need this. Yes. They fucking need to win sectionals. Even yeah. Santana and Brittany want to win sectionals because as long as Quinn is on the outs and has glee, then she won't try and get back into Cheerios, which means Santana gets to stay on top. Yes. Also, Britanna is born. Yes. Wel- <laughs> welcome to the shipping arena, Britanna. You will have your crown very shortly. <laughs> Not in this episode, but shortly. I mean, got, got, to, got to break it down. For the uninitiated, during this conference call, Mercedes says that Santana, they're worried that Santana might tell Rachel because she wants to get back at Puck because she's dating mm-hmm. him. And Santana says, no, we were just sleeping together. Sex is not dating. And then Brittany adds, if it were, Santana and I would be dating. And everyone, everyone stops. <laughs> everyone stops and they, they process this. They buffer. <laughs> they, add it, they add it to the file of information they have on Santana and Brittany and they just decide to politely walk past it. Yep. True allies. <laughs> and originally it was like, haha, funny joke because of the lesbians. And then I guess behind the scenes, Naya Rivera, RIP, she basically bursts into the room and says, no, lesbians are real. Yes. <laughs> Lesbians are real, and I believe they exist. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> I sorry. I I like. I'm like right now. Like Glee information is being slowly excavated in my brain, like a fossil. And um, I just remembered that Grant Gustin, the Flash, is in this show. Yep. And Melissa Bu- and yeah. Le- Melissa Buonad, the Supergirl. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, uh-huh. and Darren and Darren Chris, the everything is in this. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. you can't you can't pick what his most famous role is at this point. Yeah. Um. They. This is all to say that everyone decides we are not telling Rachel anything, and then somehow Rachel comes up with a plan. Her plan <sighs> is that she. Uh. That she goes. Wait, no, that's not yet. That's not yet. Never mind. She, she like, it's, passes it's, the it's, group, right? She walks by them, and everyone's like... <gasps> <gasps> yeah. It's four different screen. It's four different cameras on screen, following four different groups of people, yeah. who are all in a conference call, because it's still 2009. Group chats weren't a thing yet, and yeah. my bones have turned to dust. And, yeah, same. And Mercedes like, hang on, she's passing me. Hey, hot mama! And Rachel's like, what the hell? 
and then she okay. walks past. And then you can also okay. see her walk past a different group later in the other screen, which yeah. means that, like, Mercedes and Tina were probably five feet apart from each other and still on a conference call. Incredible. Yeah, that, that was my favorite thing, was that it'd be, like, a shot of, like, Mercedes and Tina and Kurt, like, walking down the hallway, and then above them in the frame would be would be a shot of, of Brittany and Santana walking down the same hallway. <laughs> You only in the have, same direction. You only have so much money for sets. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Everything goes into I licensing. Guess. God, yes. So So anyways, yeah, they're like, we can't tell Rachel. Blah, 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 blah. The next scene is Emma telling Will that she's going to supervise the Glee Club so that they have a faculty advisor. Mm-hmm. My first and note. Will- I cannot yeah, believe. Shoot. So <laughs> A, I forgot this subplot existed, and it shook me to my core when I saw it. B, like, yeah, you can't just having a, a different person with you at a competition that isn't like the 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 fucking coach is wild. <laughs> That's yeah. wild to me. Did, did uh, Riley? Do you remember why it is that Will can't be with them at sectionals? Uh, because it's the date of a of a wedding, right? No, it's it's because in the last episode, um, Rachel wanted to uh, ostensibly get the get the Glee kids to bond, but also really just to get them on a TV spot. So this is the that's the one where they did the commercial for a mattress shop. Oh, and then as payment, an entire stack of mattresses, presumably twelve, was delivered to the Glee room. And after Will had a f- had had a fight with his abusive wife, uh, he slept on a mattress, which meant he accepted payment, and he got disqualified from sessionals. <laughs> I'm furious. I am. <laughs> he accepted payment. Who? It's a mattress. By opening a mattress and it? sleeping on it. <laughs> who? Who ratted? Oh, I know who ratted. It's Sue. But like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What the blue hell? All right, yeah, we got a new coach, everybody. Yep, it's Miss Pillsbury. She's here, and she's definitely one hundred percent doing it for the kids. She swears. It's it's great because she just has to push her own wedding back a few hours, and now it's not in broad daylight. Why would that be? Why would that work? Like, I just, I want to know her thought process, which is not just, like, like beyond, like, I wish to sleep with Schuster. I want to know what the rest <laughs> of her thought process is. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I have to push my own wedding back. Are you kidding? Oh, because it's that easy? No one told me? He <laughs> can just maneuver that date around? And... and- the spread at their wedding, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get there. <laughs> I got some cold cuts. Is that good? And also, and also, actually, I just remembered this. I hope to forget it, but I just remembered that one of the reasons they had to have a specific date and time for the wedding because it was cheapest <laughs> to have it right before the candlelit <laughs> vigil because there was a shooting at the venue a year earlier. Over a fish fry. <laughs> Which is... Just, there's so much, there's like, I can, giving me this information and putting it in my hands, like, some of this fucking rules, (laughs) like, that rules, that's funny as fuck, but like, 
There's the taking the that diamond and then dropping it into a cake means my cake now has diamonds in it and it hurts my teeth to eat it. It deals me 2d6 psychic damage to try to consume this. And like I I can't. I just cannot abide. Anyway, here's my script for Glee 2, I guess. Glee 2 is still gleeking. <laughs> still gleeking! Oh my god. Uh, <sighs> she insists that the, her husband, her soon-to-be husband, <laughs> is cool with it. Yes. Uh, Christ. Um, yeah. So. After, yeah. Do you want to talk about genetic disorders? <laughs> Sure, let's go. <laughs> so Rachel walks up to yeah. Quinn and she's like, and she hey. says, Do you know about Tay Sachs? <laughs> do you know your baby's exact genetic heritage? <laughs> Rachel rolls up, like, What do you think about eugenics? You want to get into that? Oh, oh, oh my god, no, please don't. You know, I'd like to hope that she would be against it because in the fiction of Glee, she's supposed to be Jewish, she's allegedly Jewish, but it's also Rachel, so. Anyways, the point being, Rachel is like, now a Fox News correspondent. I said it. Oh. <sighs> We're gonna be here for another hour and a half if we get into that, Riley. You're right. You're Rachel's right. like, your baby could have Tay-Sachs, but probably not because obviously the dad's not Jewish. Anyways, bye. And then I googled it, and apparently it's an actual thing that the Tay-Sachs yeah. gene is common in Ashkenazi Jews. Oh God, yes. Riley has to double fist the IPA, and they should. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tay-Sachs is, is common in Ashkenazi Jews alongside the Cajun population of Louisiana and French Canadians. Huh. And if French Canadians is ever the last item on any list, it just seems like a punchline. Anyways, Quinn's like, Puck, we have to go get the Jewish gene testing right now. Yes. And Rachel, in the background, Rachel is eavesdropping. We're like, hmm. Like a fucking cryptid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, it it Puck's. I I would like to point out one one decent line that Puck has in this episode, which is like, I can't take you to get the baby test. I got my Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. Puck, he absolutely would be the kind of teen to have a Fight Club, where he is in fact punching a mirror. Who would f- win in a fight, Archie Andrews or Puck? Archie! Archie! Because he's actually trained. <laughs> Damn, I didn't expect it to be so open and shut. Also, 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 they probably wouldn't fight, because Archie and friends would probably find a way to just kill Puck beforehand. Yes, yes. and also Puck's a coward. Puck. He, is, he is canonically established as a coward. <laughs> There's nothing cowardice about fatherhood. The, look, the, the only things that Puck is good at are are lying mm-hmm. and and um, illegally drugging an entire student body population with weed that he obtained illegally from a from a sexual predator. Oh, 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 what a fun show we watch! I feel like the immediate next scene is Rachel rolling up to Finn and being like, "What if you are you in the headspace to receive some information that could potentially hurt you?" Oh, <laughs> like, Lordy. 
we're not yeah. quite there yet because we have do have our first musical number. Um, so basically, wait, is this well, it? This is it. So while this is happening, first Will brings Emma in, and he's like, "This is you're going to be your substitute coach." And Brittany's the gift that keeps on giving because she's like, "That's the woman they made me talk to when they found found out I had a bird in my locker." Mm-hmm. And God, Brittany, you're just so good. I forgot there's other members of the Glee Club. <laughs> like, yeah. there is like the cast and then ensemble. <laughs> I did not realize. Yeah, and then there's Matt who hasn't had a line in like four episodes. We're we're still in we're still in the first thirteen, the first batch of ordered episodes, the ones where I can forgive them for I I give them a little bit more credit of not knowing what the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the kid, by the way, next episode the kid breaks her off. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 You drop the weighted clothing, it smashes into the ground, and you're coming for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah. So. Uh, they still need a ballad. They're like, okay, well, we're obviously going to do wheelchair, rolling on the river in a wheelchair, and we're going to do... Mary. Yes, Proud Mary. And what else are they going to do? Don't Stop Believing, the theme Don't song. Don't Stop Believing, and then we're going to do Imagine. Or no, not Imagine. They, um, they still need a ballad. Yeah, they still need a ballad. And Rachel's like, I'm going to sing a ballad because I'm the main character. And Mercedes is like, I'm about to pound you into dust. Yep. Sit yes. down and shut up. This with the yes. context that has, like came out what like a month and a half ago of like uh-huh, like uh-huh. like I was just like flinching every time that Rachel opened her goddamn mouth. Yeah. I like how it, we're referring to Ra- Leah as both Leah and Rachel interchangeably. Are which they different? I also approve of. That I was about to say that I'm pretty sure Leah Michelle went to the Susan Lucci school of fusing directly with the character you uh-huh, portrayed and uh-huh, now you're the uh-huh. same person. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was her teacher and it's fine. Second note, we've already addressed it. We don't need to linger on it. Can you, I, the idea, the audacity of picking your, your set list, like, oh, what are we gonna, hey, what are we gonna bang out this weekend, folks? <laughs> like, like <laughs> you, you learn it in the summer and you're singing the same five and a half songs yeah. for like seven months. T- Tanner, I, I have, I don't think either of us have been keeping track of this, but at this point, up until this episode, their set list for, for sectionals could have been any of probably 20 songs. Yes, and uh, I'm going to say more on that, but I'm going to wait when it's a more opportune time. Yeah, yeah, because the I feel like this is the point where it's like Emma was like, no, like Mercedes deserves to at least be heard like and to at least perform her choice of ballad, what she would be doing. And then it's just, it's absolute... I mean, look, this is like, it's it's great. Amber Riley is fantastic. She sings, and I'm telling you, from Dreamgirls. And she, like, I, I appreciate how the characters were all reacting to it. Because, like, do we know if this was the first time the cast heard her sing this? Because uh, it looked like it. It really does. It, I feel like it was definitely the first time they heard her do a solo in-universe. I believe this was their first time hearing her perform it. Yeah, and it's amazing and extremely good yes and even it, rachel is like okay yes you i deserve this you you can now destroy me <laughs> yes Dur- during the whole number as mercedes just keeps getting better and better and more intense and more emotive you can see rachel just vi- she's just trying to do like the homer simpson hedge dot gif of like just melting into her chair next mm-hmm. to finn so she won't be noticed because she's like this is very good, and I definitely um, put my put my foot in it. 
Good, good thing this this lesson that she learned holds through the rest of the episode. This is what happens when you have multiple writers that don't talk to each other. This lesson holds for about one minute. Yep, 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 <laughs> she, yep. She immediately follows Finn out of the choir room, and Finn is like, I'm really, really good and jazzed about show choir now. And yeah, Rachel's like, mm-hmm. can I ruin this feeling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Commercial break. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. We return. To Finn beating the shit out of Puck. Mm-hmm. Well, beating the shit out of a camera. You're <laughs> true. Because he's doing like the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, punch Mark Sally more. Yes, do it. Yes. So yeah, Finn is fucking beside himself, and he should yes. be because he's being. Is this catfishing? Is this gaslighting? It's something. It's something <laughs> bad going on with the tricking of him as the father, but he's not. Gaslighting? Gaslighting. Out, outright, outright lying. Yeah. Abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally abusive relationship. Yep. I, I hesitate to call it abusive, but it's certainly not healthy. <laughs> no, no. Unhealthy relationship. But how does... Do, does does uh, Flat Baby's mom know for a fact? Yes. 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 yes Quinn, Quinn knows Quinn right, because it's the hot tub thing. Yep. Which Quinn knew true. the entire time, and yeah. she was going to... Sell the baby to Will's ex-wife, but oh! not, not sell, not sell uh, adopt out. <laughs> right, because because we've already established that Terry Schuster would not be would would never give Quinn any money to even help support Flat Baby before the that adoption. That is correct. She was she was just going to adopt Quinn's baby in secret and pass it off as her own because she faked her own pregnancy. But that's because old of hat a hysterical at this point. pregnancy. I forgot about that too. Holy shit. Everything happens so much. Yeah. <laughs> but so much in these 13 episodes. They didn't know if the show was going to last, so Murphy was just like, do it. Do it all. Do all of it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, part of the thing is also that like, when I was watching this episode, I was watching it with my roommate, who has seen maybe 20 minutes of Glee before this. So every five minutes, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that uh, That one guy, um, he... He got her pregnant through coercion mm-hmm. and God. definitely not consent. And oh, oh yeah, that one guy, uh, that one guy is on the is only on the team because his, because his teacher accused him of having weed in his locker. And oh yeah, this 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 one girl, this one teacher is in love with the other teacher. And there's this whole sham marriage thing going on. And she was just sitting there like, okay. Yeah, I love how when we explained all this to Jake, he was just kind of like, oh okay. So I guess that happened. Uh, and yeah. with Riley, yeah. it's like we've we've opened the get we've yeah. opened the doors to darkness. You've unlocked yes. my fucking memory, and I want it to get back in the hole and go back <laughs> under the ground again. <laughs> I want it. I want to seal it away. First, we have to defeat the evil, Riley. Yes, yes. yes. We need to continue. Um, we must continue. <laughs> yes. Anyways, Corey Monteith does really good acting. Uh, yes, and you can tell the hurt, and he. Exits with a Finn patented chair kick. Yes. And like Diana Agron was also doing a very good job of acting in that scene because like you could tell that like Quinn felt just like absolute dog shit. Yeah. And well, and if you couldn't tell from the acting in the very next scene, uh, Rachel is like, hey, 
you should beat the shit out of me. And Quinn's like, no, I'd, I'm too exhausted to do that. <laughs> yeah. But the next scene after this is Rachel approaching Quinn as Quinn is sitting there. I have moved to the TV Tropes page because it's more detailed than the Glee Wiki. <laughs> I'd like to note I'd like to note that um, whoever is running the TV Tropes recap pages for Glee noted, um, Quinn and Rachel have a scene together. This episode will rule regardless of what's to come. So I think uh, the, the summarizer is a shipper. God. <laughs> yup. Um... <laughs> But yeah, they they have a conversation, and Rachel is like, "I totally understand if you blame me." And well, it's because you did the thing, so like that's yeah. why they would blame you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and she's like, "You did the thing that I was that I wasn't brave enough to do," which is like kind of half to bullshit. I don't know. I'm just like, I Man. mean, Rachel. Rachel does come to bullshit. She's like, I wasn't being rave. I was being selfish. I wanted him to leave you and get with me. And Quinn's like, well, now we're both screwed. <laughs> yep. Now we all suck. Now everything's bad. Now everything's yeah. bleak. Yeah. <laughs> and she and Quinn, Quinn then says, can you leave now? And Rachel for once does as she's told and leaves. Reads the fucking room. Yes. I missed the first 13 episodes of season one Rachel Berry when she seemed like she was capable of character development. Yeah. And as as she's leaving, she passes Puck and they have like a, a they have a heartbeat where they're just like looking at each other like, Aah! and then she leaves and he goes to sit with, with Quinn and he's like, I want to be a dad. And she's like, the entire past 13 episodes have established that clearly I am the only person in this entire show who can be trusted with a baby, so I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> I I know you don't understand, but please respect my decision. And then she leaves and he's, he sits there. He's like, what? Womp womp. Huh? And then the bittersweet music begins playing and it carries over as we see Artie getting slowly lifted into the accessible bus. <laughs> Yes, and all of the Glee kids are like looking out the windows of the bus like they're Dickensian orphans at a window. <laughs> like, spare character development, son? Any spare character development? <laughs> um, and Jacob Ben Israel is there. Jacob's my nemesis, my personal nemesis. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. And they're like, hey, you're literally only here to fill out the membership requirements, don't even sing. It's that, yep, mm -hmm. that, this kid. Alright, yep, I, yep. They also yeah. should have added the caveat of don't touch Rachel because he gets on the bus and he tries to, like, put an arm around her shoulder and she looks like she's about to remove it and if she should have, would have been a better show. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, yep. I was talking to my wife after this and I was like, this episode truly had it all. And, like... <laughs> yeah. It just kept giving and I wanted it to stop. <laughs> Stop! Stop! We're already dead! <laughs> yeah. First, we have to have Will and Emma having, like, the overly helicopter parenting talk about how, like, okay, like, do you have everything? Do you got all the paperwork? Yep. Yep. Uh, and do you have the schedule? Yes, you already told me, and you wrote it down, and you told me then another two times. And... And he's like, bye, kids! And he, like, very sadly closes the door on the bus. <laughs> God. God. Take it away, Riley. Fucking ridiculous. So they get there, right? Like they, they roll up and like mm -hmm. I the things I remember most that, that kind of stand out in my mind is that they find out that the the, the set list was leaked. The fucking set list was leaked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like that means that other people are doing their numbers and have learned all their dances. 
you know, mm-hmm. like that. Because we saw them put <laughs> yeah. this together the day before. Um, we have a panicked phone call from um, <laughs> from the 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 soon to be bride who's like Emma Emma who's like oh yeah. shit they they leaked the set list and Schuster who's at the school the empty school walks out to see Sue walking by uh, and is mm-hmm. like you did this and she's like yep <laughs> got me then like I what Finn's also there right Finn's also like just in like the locker room not, sulking not yet I think. There's, um, I do want to add a few more details to yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this grouping of scenes, because, the okay, so first of all, there's only, there's only three choirs performing at this competition. Only three. Buck for sectionals. Yes. Buck which yes. implies that there's only nine, because t- the next stage is regionals, and mm-hmm. there's only three there, which implies there's only nine show choirs in the entirety of Ohio. Oh. That's... And then <laughs> if they do that for every state, that's... Nine times fifty. Fuck if I know. Four hundred and fifty, which seems like a lot, except there's only like when they actually get to nationals next season. Spoilers: there's only like twenty there. Let me take a second and crack open Great River Show Choir, uh, which is my my hometown's show choir performance. Uh, yeah. And count these, count these fuckers. Count what we have here. So we it is two days. It is Friday and Saturday. Friday we have um. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then the next day we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, lunch break. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. And then we cut into finals. And so that has gone, taken us from 7.35 a.m. to 4.55 p.m. And then finals goes from 7 to 10. So yeah, three. Three sounds like plenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> three's good. You could bang that out in a quick could, afternoon. They could only afford so many extras. <laughs> you could say, hey, maybe it's because there's not like enough money being given to the arts. But that's hard to justify when in future seasons there are multiple show choirs per school. Wild. I mean, there could be two. There could be two. There could be the JV team and the the fucking varsity team. <laughs> I'm tired. But by the end of the show, the one school has four? Cool. Yikes. Is that is that what Justice League Unlimited's about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glee unlocked. Oh my um, god. Also, also, Artie keeps ramming himself into the wall. Yeah, yeah. When when Emma is talking to Will, she she's freaking out. She's probably having, you know, an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. And Art- Artie is ramming himself into the wall. I think Tina and Kurt are like consoling each other on a chair. Rachel just has her head against the wall, like against a pillar, doing like the 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 teenage depressive no lean of Yankee. like mm-hmm. yes, nothing is happening in my life. Oh, very important thing. Kurt's outfit for when they're not performing at sectionals. He is fashion smurf. <laughs> Because he is wearing white pants, white shoes, a white stocking cap, and a blue peacoat, and he is Fashion Smurf. <laughs> I remember he was my favorite character. I wish for He's death. He's currently my favorite character. We'll see how that develops. <laughs> is he the yeah. only one without sin so far? <laughs> I think I think so. It depends on how you interpret the way he goes about crushing on Finn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. I'm out um, of fear. <laughs> I'm out of drinks. Um, <laughs> also, the James um, Adam Academy still managed to twerk during I'm Not Going. Yes. And the and the director, whose name I don't remember, but she's played by Eve. Grace Hitchens, yeah. Yeah. Grace Grace has at least the she has she has the basic shred of humanity to look to look I don't know about this as yeah. her as her students are performing their stolen set list numbers. Mm-hmm. Um and then they, and they cut so, over. but they sound good. They do sound really good. See, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the other thing. I mentioned this when we first met the James Adam Aca- J- Jane Adams Academy girls, but two episodes ago, I am more invested in their plotline than the privileged underdogs, the privileged, the misfits. privileged misfits. We renamed them Riley. They're the privileged misfits. I think that now. works great. I think that I don't care about the privileged misfits winning. I'd rather see the Jane Adams Academy School for Girls Glee Club win. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But anyways, Emma's like, the kids need a leader. And so Will goes to find Finn. And mm-hmm. because he was just loitering in the locker room. Yeah, haunting. Yeah. Haunting the locker room. <laughs> like yeah, a basically. Yeah. Now that his, my life is over. And we get we get quite the fucking speech where sometimes being special sucks. And I'm like, I think this is what out no, loud. Wait, Riley, the, the delivery is sometimes being special sits down sucks. I out loud said. I hate this. <laughs> like my wife came around like because she's working at her job in the other room and it's like, what's happening? And I was like, I'm watching yeah. Glee. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, my yeah. my favorite part is that the speech starts with I'm out of pep talks. <laughs> I'm out of pep no, talks. No, he's not out of pep talks. I got one and more. And my second favorite talks, part Will. is when Finn says, why do I always have to be the bigger person? To which I responded, well, you are 6'3". <laughs> yeah. Why, it's inevitable, Finn. Why does the bigger show choir boy not simply eat the smaller one? <laughs> <laughs> Because, because Riley, that has to wait until American Horror Story. <laughs> I, I can't wait for season six, Glee Club. <laughs> the- yeah, the the fit Will gives Finn a whole speech. And then he's like, like, oh, Finn's like, how were they doing? And Will's like, bad, I guess. <laughs> Pretty- Have you considered going to help them, Finn? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. And Will's like, here, I'm going to leave my car keys to a high school student, a sophomore likely, who probably doesn't even have his license yet. And bye! Mm-hmm. Wonder if he ran over another mailman on the way there. <laughs> so, so tired. <laughs> so they assemble their new set list, right? Like that's what they're in the middle of doing, and like the we yeah, okay, they, we have to we have to so so the next scene first it's Grace, Emma has to yell at the minorities. It's <sighs> Grace and Dalton Rumba. They're getting celebratory pretzels because one of them is definitely going to win. And Grace is like, I feel terrible because of the cheating. And Emma confronts them and says that they're demeaning the kids by showing them that the only way they can win is if they cheat. Which is, I get the concept, but it's glee. So execution, questionable. Yes. No one... Sometimes another show choir does the same song. 
Can I tell you how many times I've watched eight different show choirs do Go the Distance? Like, that's just a thing that you have to learn to accept in your heart. And, like, that's just, like, a thing that happens. Like, it's fine, because mm-hmm. everyone... Because then you at least have, like, a direct, like, oh, Group B performed them better. Like, you, like, you have a direct mm-hmm. draw in that case. So it's not, like, good yeah. at that point. But, like, I remember we'd show up and we what, like, we saw, like, two show choirs do Let It Be, one of them fucking... It was, like, right after Across the Universe came out. And so, like, it was just, like, someone who just fucking shredded a Let It Be. It was very good. Yeah. What, so, in in your opinion, Riley, as the most experienced show choir out of the three of us, would you say that it would be, like, an actual punishable offense for another show choir to use not just the same music, but also the same choreography and performance concepts? Because that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about, like... Mm-hmm. The, mu- the, the we're, we're not talking about just, oh, hey, we're, we're both singing Imagine. What a concept. No, because our choreographer, Andy, I think Haynes, Andy Haynes... Was like he was like a a dude that went from city to city to city to city to city to city doing different show choirs, and so like you would see like oh they're another Andy group because they have similar moves like oh uh, oh this Dakota one this Stanley. guy does a lot of this so like I know like that's a fucking thing like you you can tell choreographers you learn that a little bit and so like no <laughs> like it's not a punishable like is it a punishable because if you also if you can fucking. If you could leak it and learn it like that, like, damn, maybe you deserved it. If you could nail these moves better with less prep time, you know what? Shit, eat your heart out. Like, go wild, champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I pretty much agree. I do want to I want to ask, though, if you saw two separate so- show choirs both perform uh, Proud Mary and both of them performed it in wheelchairs, would you be a little suspicious? I'd be like, this seems problematic, but <laughs> who could <can> say? <laughs> It's that TikTok of mm, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's ableist, but it don't feel right. Like <laughs> it's not good. <sighs> Speaking yeah. of ableism, can we talk? Actually, no. Hang on. No, I have to get through other parts. I have to get through one other thing about this confrontation where Emma says, "I, I wrote it down." Do you think that your kids aren't going to know that something's up? The fact that you magically came up with two numbers days before sectionals. And I'm thinking I have bad news for literally. Every New Directions competition that happens over the course of the series, where the setlist is determined in the same episode. Uh huh. Thinking emoji. Uh huh. Hmm. See, Tater. Here, here's the thing about show choirs in the show, per, like pulling numbers out of their ass at the last minute. It's only okay when the main characters, <laughs> the privileged misfits, do it. <sighs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we get to hear the Haverhurst Deaf Choir sing "Don't Stop Believin'," and okay, so it's it's bad in universe, and it's intentionally bad. But the fact that it's intentionally bad in universe is also bad outside of universe. The whole thing is bad and mm-hmm. uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't. It's and it's like if if they were just if they were just performing it, and I'm I'm feeling the same rage that came out the first time they sang when they sang Imagine. And I'm feel because if they just performed it straight, I, I would have been uncomfortable, but you know what, fine. But this seems like they're trying to make it tongue-in-cheek that they're playing the inspirationally disadvantaged card, air quotes, mm-hmm. air quotes, and but there's no tongue, there's no cheek. Mm-hmm. Th- there is a tongue and I'm biting it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's 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 all pain all the way down. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and the, it, it pans across the privileged misfits looking a combination of just, ah. And then Jacob and Israel's like, he's bopping along, he's into it. And I think Mike like punches him in the arm or something to get him to stop. And Rachel is sitting there, and then she looks horrified at the person in front of her who is like dabbing away a single tear from their eye. Oh, right. And then she stands up and she yells, let me go back to my microphone. Meeting in the green room in five minutes! And storms out of the audience. And if I was in that audience, I swear I would have tackled her to the ground. Because Same. I don't care if the deaf choir isn't doing great. I don't care if the deaf choir is deaf, period. That's a shitty thing to do, bitch. It's killing me. The, the only excuse you have for standing up and interrupting a performance is as if they are being, like, genuinely terrible people like mm -hmm. racist or like if, if, if a, the show choir got up and started singing accidentally racist then i'd say you can stand up and start booing yeah like if someone decided hey let's do a minstrel song for the show choir competition you would have the right to storm the stage and tar and feather someone <laughs> you can also just you can get up and walk out you can just leave that's chill like you don't have to make a big Again, this is why she orchestrated a car crash to kill Quinn in the fanfic to gain custody over the ch over the child. No, she killed Adina Menzel, not Quinn. You're right. She killed Adina Menzel. She kills them both. This is <laughs> she's a serial killer. Oh, uh, we'll get that. We'll get that's in that's in Scream Queens. I need to talk about these judges because I because yeah, I'm, like um. Is that no? no we're, that, we're that, that comes afterwards. Yet. That comes after. We still we don't still worry. I, I will pass it over to you when we get there. Um, let's see. I have I have so many lines that are just okay. Uh, uh -huh. um, so so meeting in the green room, they accuse Santana and Brittany of being the moles, and Santana's like, "I'm not the mole because this is the best part of my day." But don't tell anyone. And Brittany's like, "I am the mole, but I didn't realize that that's what that was for." Mm -hmm. Anyway, and they're all like, "Okay, fair, Brittany." <laughs> Um, we, under we understand this, and yet we love you. <laughs> and then Rachel, Rachel's like, Mercedes, do you have anything else in your repertoire? And Mercedes is like, oh, none of it's good enough. Rachel, you're so good. Rachel, you're the best. Rachel, everything <sighs> is relying on you, Rachel. You're so magical. I think Leah Michelle is Ryan Murphy's muse, and I hate that that's a sentence. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. I, I, thought, I thought that Chris Colfer was Ryan Murphy's muse because he's a self-insert character. You know, Ryan Murphy tried to make Chris Colfer his muse, and then Chris Colfer decided that he could make more money writing children's novels. Mm -hmm. Good for him. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so they, they're all like, okay, and Rachel's like, well, it just so happens that I have a song that I've been practicing since I was four. And everyone's like, okay, well, at least that's one number taken care of, and we can do somebody to love, but we need another number. Who... <gasps> Let me go back again. <laughs> Who will provide our third number for this musical competition? If only we had a bunch of singers in the same room together. <laughs> but unfortunately, they can only sing one of these 62 songs. <laughs> Wait, what's that? By God, it's Finn's music! <laughs> 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 he's here. Yep. Finn's here. He's got he's got the stones and he's got yeah. some sheet music too. No, that's mm -hmm. a bad joke. He walks in, he's got some Rolling Stones music, and he's like, Hey, 
I'm here and I've got sheet music and I copied it on the trio's copier, which I then trashed because uh, mm-hmm. vengeance. I said out loud, good for you. <laughs> good good for you. Yeah. Uh, and Matt, I, Mike, Britt. <laughs> Go ahead. I, oh, I was going to say just like, I, I really appreciate how... The, I really appreciate how genuinely like Finn is the leader of Glee Club uh-huh. because like he he shows up and he's like, hey, somehow despite the fact that I still sometimes don't know my left foot from my right foot, I am the most competent person in this Glee Club right now. <laughs> I found sheet music and I'm going to talk to everyone and suggest things for you to do because I know the people in this Glee Club and I trust your skills. <laughs> yep. He's like, Matt, Mike, Brittany, Santana, you're the best dancers, so you can do choreography. And they're like, it's not going to be great. And he's like, that's okay, we're good and we're loose. And then, oh, and Puck, by the way, you're still dead to me. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Eat yes. shit and die forever. <laughs> Next. <laughs> very importantly, very importantly, Finn showing up relieves Jacob and Israel of duty in the show choir. That's correct. And everyone breathes a sigh of collective relief, especially Rachel, and because he was only there to get into her pants. Yep. I swore out loud again for, for the umpteenth time in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> we cut to the actual performance of the nude erections. Funny. <laughs> Uh, it's time for uh, Rachel to sing Don't Bray in My Parade, and listen, m- much like how we have hated Leah Michelle for the entirety of how long have we been going? <laughs> and, oh, only an hour we and started a half. Rec- we started recording in March. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just going tonight, uh, but yes. Yeah, so somebody should Rachel warn for- everybody, <laughs> if we have March, there's still time. <laughs> we... As much as we have hated Rachel Berry for the entirety of 2020, much like the characters in Glee, I will bite that damn she sings Don't Rain on My Parade real good. She does. She sings it. She sings it very, very well. And like, it's absolutely a performance that I would buy as a show choir student who had to come up with a performance on the fly because like the the moves are kind of they're kind of ad-libbed she like sings and she kind of like she enters from the back and she kind of like walks around and you know sings at people and interacts with the audience as she walks the stage a little bit like she's in a live performance of cats um (laughs) but uh but she like she gets up onto the stage and she like when she hit when she has a belt note to hit she hits it and it is it, it is a very good performance I cannot fault Leah Michelle musically. Yeah, although most of the time, whenever I watch that, I'm just thinking, damn, she if someone didn't move their legs in at the right time, she would have eaten shit and it would be all oh. over for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it, it would have been all over. Was Twitter around in 2009? Yes, yes I think I just was. hit my 12 year, so. It, it would have been all over Twitter and Facebook and MySpace because Zanga. he likes to remember that MySpace was still a thing in 2009. The cusp was on the um, cusp. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I should mention here as an obligation to pass Christina that this performance of Don't Rain on My Parade was so, um, it was so... I hesitate to say formative, but it was so iconic among my friend group and I who watched Glee that one of my friends did perform at Rain of My Parade for her senior solo at our choir concert. Wow. She did a good job. Nice. <laughs> Your team. <laughs> I, well, look, I'm obliged to mention it in case somehow she finds out that I have this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I believe in giving credit where credit is due. Time travel. 
<laughs> Wait, you didn't mean past Christina finds out about this podcast. You meant your friend finds out about this podcast. Yeah. You have to go, hey, past Christina, there's this thing called podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Media as you know it has changed. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the year is 20 XX. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, so Riley, would you do you have anything that you would like to say about Don't Rain on My Parade before we move on? No, you are good. You are all good. Yeah. Rachel gets standing ovation, which I guess is deserved. You get a standing ovation after every song. Everybody stands up in the entire aud- auditorium. Everyone does it. Everyone does it. <laughs> That's just good form. Yeah. <laughs> She's not special. <laughs> So, so it's like everyone. So it's like everyone clapping after every song in a stage musical, regardless of how good the numbers were. Or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just out of respect. Okay. Because okay. also the audience is just all the other show choir kids and maybe like eight parents. Yeah. So and and the the rest of the choir they come in during like the last few bars and they assemble on stage. Now it's time for you. Because because the high schoolers when she when she sings I'll march my band out they have to all come in because they're high schoolers and they're they're flying by the seats of their pants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then she introduces them and then they Again. start singing "You Can't Always Get What You Want" by the Rolling Stones. I like because it. Because Finn it, took it literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Will was trying to hint at him at something like Will is like Finn, you they need a leader and you specifically need to sing this song. <laughs> You'll notice that I have left you my keys to my car here. Inside that car is a mix CD. It is burnt with one song on it. The radio is broken. Good luck. I I mean, uh, Riley, we've established over the course of the show that Finn Finn's Finn's intelligence score is extremely low, and his wisdom score is only slightly higher. Mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. is better at wisdom than intelligence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not book so smart. He's, he's like- street smart. He's also not street smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Will Will he was like, oh, Mister Shoe said some song lyrics at me. <laughs> I can do something about that. <laughs> um. So, so my other two notes for this number, because, like, okay, yes, the choreography is choppy like they said it would be. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my question. So when the J-Nams Academy performed their song in wheelchairs, they had ramps on stage to move the wheelchairs up and down, because it's a wheelchair number, because their people were in wheelchairs. New Directions also has someone in a wheelchair. Where are the ramps? They have swapped the ramps out for steps, and now Artie is confined to only one section of the stage, because he's in a wheelchair. Where are the ramps? You had a whole episode about ramps. The ramps belong to the Jane Addams Academy. <laughs> yep. I can't believe and, so. and they won't then they and they said the privileged misfits are not allowed to use our ramps. I can't believe Stu- Sue stole the ramps from New Directions and gave them to Jane Addams. Would not surprise me. I will also say I'm glad that Mercedes at least has a little bit of a solo in this and she mm-hmm. also presumably they use the same arrangement she also has a little bit of a solo in in what was the other song they Somebody were doing? to love. Thank you. So at least she gets to do some singing on stage. She's not relegated to the background. Mm-hmm. It's something. Thank it's God. the bare minimum. And it's a glee, so that's what I'll take. <laughs> yeah. During you can't always get what you want. Like people are getting up and dancing in the middle of the auditorium which I don't think I have literally ever seen that happen. And the only time I've ever heard it happen is when I had a teacher tell me about the experience of seeing Mamma Mia for the first time. 
Which, which, because like she said that people were getting up and dancing to Dancing Queen in the seats at this theater. Then that's valid. I respect that. That's, that's very valid. <laughs> it's just this that th- these are the two points of reference that I have for this is a fictional performance on TV show Glee and something that definitely happened at a performance of Mamma Mia. <laughs> People also dance during Rocky Horror, but, like, that's expected, so it's not that's that. That's different. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. I think it's a fun performance. It's time to judge the judges. <laughs> oh, my God. I I hate this. A, multiple parts. B, my dad used to run the numbers to the judges. And, like, the judges are all, like, legit. Like, that means you would go take, like, all the forms that the judges would fill out and then take them to the person announcing. Like, simple as that. But, like, the judges are just, like, they're local choir teachers. They're local musicians. They're local, like, they are people who know what they're talking about and not just, like, an old man who makes a fun little pedophile joke for a good time and then we kept to just push past it as a unit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a very important question here. When you two were watching this, did the judges have any kind of Chiron or name tag attached to them? Yes. I didn't notice. Okay, because when I was watching it, the like they would like Anna Camp would talk for like a couple seconds and then there'd be like a ding and it'd pause on her. But no text no text showed up. <laughs> no te- you got <laughs> No no text showed up. And I'm like, I swear to God, I remember there being something about like, oh hey, this is this character's name and their credentials. They finished that But nothing nothing showed up. <laughs> they- and then it was like and then like the other judge spoke and like she did the ding pause and then the the pedophile anchor whose name I remember somehow is Rod Remington, he paused and then nothing happened with him either. You got the uh U- US Netflix didn't keep the Chirons, I guess. <laughs> you got the cat's cut where they finished that CGI that morning. They just removed the cat buttholes. <laughs> and they were like shit, we forgot to put in the names. <laughs> Um, no, I had those written down. Um, so Anna Camp is Candace Distra, Miss Ohio, fifth runner-up, 2006. Um, she complains about the deaf choir. She says that they were honking, and I hate her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anna Camp is like, doing great. The character is a hate sink. Yes. Anna Camp is doing a great job, and the the at this point, Glee was... They were like, we don't know if we're having any episodes, just like... Pull a character trait out of the hat and slap it on Anna Camp. <laughs> Vapid blonde. There you go. Then we have we have Rod Remington, news anchor and Ohio legend. Um, <sighs> he does make a. Uh, uh, he says that the Jane Adams girls have it going on in all the right places, and they're high schoolers. I ca- I cannot keep count of how many times the show forgets that these are teens. These are fifteen and sixteen year olds. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Anyways, it's because they're supposed to be fifteen and sixteen year olds, but really they recruits off. So you think you can dance? Yes, yeah. literally. Yeah. Same network. Yeah. Anyways, then yep. we have Donna Landry's, the Ohio Vice Comptroller slash State Paid Cynic, and that's a fun line. And she has no idea what she's doing here. She's never heard of Show Choir before. She had to fill in for her boss because he just got tickets to NASCAR. Yep. I'm so tired. Everything um, makes me tired. She, she doesn't <laughs> like that Jane Am's Academy is getting funding, and so that's also uncomfortable. Um, yep. Anna Camp says McKinley was good, but they seemed unrehearsed. Uh, Rod Remington saw the Rolling Stones in 69 at Altamont Speedway and saw that guy get stabbed. Yep. 
Anna Camp is do it like having only ever seen her in maybe two other places besides this episode of Glee. Like she's doing a very good job at portraying someone who is just like no thoughts, head empty. Um, while this is all going on, the the McKinley kids are trying to eavesdrop, and then Grace comes up and she's like, "Hey, y'all were great," and they're merely like, "You cheated," and she's like, "Yes, and I feel terrible, and I'm going to go forfeit," but she's too late. The judges yeah. have judged. the The results are final, I guess. Even though I'm pretty sure that you. What if you s- walked out? What if you left? <laughs> For whatever bizarre reason, even if the the cheating was bad, I'm pretty sure you could still forfeit after the fact. Because mm-hmm. then it just goes, oh, second place, first place now. Cool. Then it. Exactly. Ba-da-ba. There. They're, they're not allowed to do anything because Rod Remington has spoken, and so it must become law. Yep, there's a paid sniper sitting outside, and if you leave the premises, I'm sorry. It's, you're going down. Oh, no. You must receive judgment. Uh, speaking of judging people. <laughs> yes. We cut to the Schuster residence where Will is getting ready for Ken and Emma's wedding, and Terry comes in because he thought- This is the same day, by the way. This is still the same day. Simultaneously. He thought that she'd be working, but she came home early. And she's like, listen, I've been going to therapy, and I know all my flaws now. And was (laughs) like, I still can't trust you because you faked a pregnancy. Hey, Tanner, how many weeks do you think it's been since they had their fight in the last episode? Maybe one? Three days. (laughs) give me the timeline (laughs) there is no timeline there is only ryan murphy and his throne of ideas for future projects (laughs) i don't i don't even know when during the day that glee club rehearsals are i can't tell if they're lunchtime or morning or after school or if it's an actual class sometimes i think some of those the kids to show up during their spare which they shouldn't have because they're only sophomores (laughs) no We've broken Riley. <laughs> I'm just like, I am no thoughts head empty. I am at this point just like Glee has come back in my head. And I'm like, I'm hearing music and I'm just like, I'm, 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 I'm dead. I'm gone. We're, Lights we're are almost out. there. We're almost there, <laughs> we're Riley. Hold on for a little bit. I got it. I'm back. Claire! <laughs> All right, so. So Will goes to the wedding. The spread? The spread! Yeah. Oh, wait, hold up. Tanner, 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 Tanner. The, when Will and Terry are talking, she's like, I've been going to therapy. And he's like, that's great. And she's like, please love me still. And he's like, <laughs> And then he leaves. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, my God. I, could, I forgot about every single part of, the, of their subplot. And I, like, remembered, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, a thing with the wife. And then you brought it up. And I'm just like, I hate... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now now to the second most complicated shot in the in the episode. The the wedding introduction. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Who would like to take this? There's an ice sculpture, isn't there? Or some <laughs> shit. Yes. There's a, an a ice sculpture player. of a hockey player. And they spend like all that money on the ice sculpture, I guess, so that way they can get some fucking cold cuts for their their kind of snacks, their wedding meal. We have some ha- a charcuterie board that you bought from like a local like Target or some shit, just like <laughs> pre-packaged, and like that's it. It's then just like an empty cafeteria. There's there is a bowl of cheese snacks, 
And the the reception hall that they are having this event at is decorated with what looks like Valentine's Day decorations, but also it pans over several shots of Americana, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Americana memorabilia and like tchotchkes. I have been offended as somebody who was in show choir, and now I'm offended as somebody who was who had a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no one's there. It's empty. <laughs> He fucking the the her uh her husband whose name escapes her me. fiance her fiance you're right it's definitely not husband his, his name his name is Ken Ken not only didn't show up but I guess contacted every member of the family on his side and her side and said don't show up don't be here and they're just all like okay <laughs> like oh I don't like her either and just empty yeah. There's this pan around, and, like, there's, like, the one lonely caterer who's, like, trying to pack stuff up in the kitchen area. And, like, Will comes in, and Emma's sitting there in her, like, her full wedding outfit and everything. Hair, makeup, dress, everything. Same day. Same day. Oh, you're- oh, same day. Quick change. She was wearing that dress underneath her sensible pantsuit. Yeah, just, like, and just, like, hidden underneath. And she's like, but what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, what happened? What happened? Oh, what happened? And she's like, well, <laughs> I've, my fiance left me. Is that is is it is it is it off now or is it just? I don't know the future, no, but to it, it's very definitely off because she's like he moving. Moving our wedding reception and wedding ceremony back to accommodate helping out the students was the last straw for him because well I was like I wasn't just doing it for the kids I was doing it to help you and then Will sits there and he does the math calculations <laughs> gif for like for like three minutes while Emma has a monologue <laughs> he's just like wait you weren't doing it just for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wait a second. I think there's something going on between Quinn and Puck. <laughs> <laughs> Theme music hits. <laughs> Anyways, Will is like, so now that we're now that you've decided that you're in love with me, and I remembered the three episodes I tried seducing mm-hmm. you before remembering that I had a wife. Anyways, now that we're both single, do you want to hook up? I just left my wife, and I was like, yeah. You just left just your wife. Just left your wife. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. And and also she's like, I am resigning from my position at the school because I don't want to be around my ex-fiance um, whose, whose feelings I so incredibly hurt and I don't want to be around you because I am so heartbroken over you. And Will's like, but I, I am confused when things am not about me. <laughs> this was not how it's supposed to work. No. And he's like, you make a beautiful bride as she leaves and she's like thanks this is the only true statement you have said today goodbye yes yeah anyways so we cut ahead we are in figgins's office principal figgins and he tells sue that he knows that she stole the set list because grace hittens and dalton rumba both told him they gave him the copies that she gave them, that which were both on Cheerio's letterhead and Sue's handwriting. Mm-hmm. And Forgeries. She, yep. And she's like, you can't get me. Just slap me on the wrist and let me go. And he's like, nope, you've gone too far. Yes. My hands are no longer tied. You are suspended. I beg your pardon! 
win a trophy. Credits roll. <laughs> yeah, they, we don't yet. even see the award ceremony. It's just like, by the way, we won. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. The, in the, like, what. Before we do the award ceremony, it's like Will has to go talk to Sue one last time in the hallway, and then she's like, "I can like we are now going to be officially arch nemeses." And Will's like, "Hmm, okay." From this day on, we are enemies. Oh, let's let's bring bring it on home, you two. One, bring it one on number home. left. Okay, Will is like, "Hey, We're you, you guys did good, and the judges didn't even know about the alleged shenanigans, so you you really earned it." And then they're like, "Anyways." Mr. Shu, you weren't there to see us perform, so we're going to do a special number that we have arranged over Sunday to, to show how much we appreciate you as our surrogate father. Let's be, let's be real here. They, they're, they're show choir kids. They play in the sound on the bus back from sectionals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibly. And, and also, when they're like, when they're like hiding the trophy from Will, I like how it's kind of cute how they're like, we're going to hide it by hiding this trophy behind our tallest member. And then we're going to have everyone like, everyone's going to step aside and reveal the trophy that Artie's holding. Yay! Surprise! And it feels like a very high schooler thing to uh-huh. do. It works. It works very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they're singing My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, I listened it's to this extremely cover good. all the fucking time. Yeah, time time for the last musical number they thought they were going to get. Yeah, and so this is this is their Avengers Endgame of musical numbers references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they do they whip out the cowboy hats and they do the two step from when they performed last name, and then uh, Mercedes does the chair dance from when she did hate on me, and then Kurt and the girls do the single ladies dance, and then the Cheerios walk over to Quinn and they do the say a little prayer dance. They do moves from both the Walking on Sunshine and Halo mashup and the It's My Life Confessions mashup. Um, then they do that the the one legged standing kneel from Rockin' the Boat where they like do a, a a tree pose yoga thing. Yeah. Um, they do grand sweeping gestures like they didn't keep holding on. Uh, they mm-hmm. do some big hip slamming like Tina did in her audition. Uh, they hump each yes. other like they didn't push up. Mm-hmm. And Brittany even manages to sneak some hairography in. And oh, yes. and, and Artie does his wheelchair dancing, which is still just wiggles because they still don't have an actual wheelchair dancer choreographer. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good musical number. I I think it's a good song. The song's good. The whole thing is executed very well and it almost makes you forget how garbage the rest of <laughs> things are. <laughs> yeah. Because all of this is overcut with Will sitting there thinking about like Hmm. Who would my life suck without? Hmm. I think something's going on between Puck and Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> but then it cuts to, you know, like, presumably the second that Will got done when listening to his students perform for him. He's like, gonna go, bye! <laughs> and he... And, because it cuts to him running through the hallways and running until they finally get to the romantic moment hallway that has been featured in so many Glee episodes so far. And he sees Emma silhouetted by the afternoon sun at the far end of the of the hallway. And he runs to her. And it's it's a Okay, confession here. I was a diehard Wemma shipper back in the day. You're valid. I think Wemma was like my my banner 
on the Glee forums that Tanner and I were both on. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, it was... It, it's it's a very romantic moment because like he gets to her and like he takes her box of like the last things from her desk and he sets it on the floor and she's like looking at him like what like like what the fuck is going on will what are you doing and then they just they have they have a very cute kiss that is reciprocated they didn't he didn't ask if he could kiss her beforehand but it is still a very cute kiss I I I will say that with the the way it is shot and framing, you we could argue that he did get permission. We just didn't hear it. Like the they explicitly, mm-hmm. you could you could argue that they explicitly did not. Sh- uh, they muted. Just, the it two. happened. They just didn't show it. Yes. We, we 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 as fans of rom coms and romantic scenes and movies must must put a layer of we must assume things happened or else everything sucks. <laughs> Yeah. We must allow ourselves this. <laughs> mm-hmm. As someone who has written several romance scenes, the best kisses are also always the ones that come after like a very long confession that ends with, and now I would like to kiss you. And the other person goes, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, that happened in episode two with Finn and Rachel. Yeah. Consent. Mm-hmm. Include it. <laughs> the other thing I need to say about this number is that because, so it's intercut with, like, Will running down the hallway and Will watching the kids and, like, Will realizing. It's, like, the realization. We, we see the realization after we see the running and, like, intercut with the, seeing the performances, which means that because of the editing, which is almost completely impeccable, but he does start to tear up at a certain point, and presumably it's because he's thinking about Emma, but thanks to the editing, mm-hmm. it does look like he's tearing up with joy because he sees the girls doing the hip-slapping dance that Tina did. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, oh that God. was such a beautiful moment. She really did kiss yeah. the girl and liked it. <sighs> Anyways, it's over. We don't even hear Will and Emma speak, as far as I remember. It's done. Yeah. Credits. They, they, Whoa, they, credits. They kiss, and they separate, and they kind of, like, look at each other, and Emma kind of is like, okay, like, oh, like, okay, oh my God, my crush just kissed me. Okay, hold up, I'm an adult, and now we have to talk about this like adults. <laughs> And then it cuts to black, and they're like, and we're not getting any more episodes, right? <laughs> no no new episodes until da, 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 April. Ooh. Because this episode aired in December. Yeah. They had to make way for a mid-season thing. I don't know. I have no idea what would have aired on Fox in January of 2010. I get well. That, that's what that's usually. That's usually their mid-season break, right? Is is yeah. January day? Yeah, yeah. yeah all right, all right, but, all right. but 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 usually the show comes back by like March. True. They needed they needed a buffer to film more episodes. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and right. <laughs> the episode has ended. We are attempting to end this episode. Riley. Yes. Because we are sixty percent inspired by the Morphin Grid. What we do at the end of each episode is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna ask me to pick an MVP? <laughs> We're gonna ask you to give a gold star to one of the songs. Oh, oh, uh, my life would suck without you. Boop. Instant. Okay. Instant. Same. I am in the same boat there. Yes, yes, yes. Big brains all across the all across the board. It is a that that song fucking rules. How about you, Christine? Are you my my gold star song has to be? And I am telling you, mm-hmm. valid. It it is. It is better than it, uh, if you asked me this back when I was first watching Glee, I would have said "Don't Rain on My Parade" in a heartbeat. 
But now, in the year of our Lord, 2020, and I am telling you, is better than Don't Rain on My Parade. You are telling Correct. us that. <laughs> and I am telling you. <laughs> and I am telling you that, and I am telling you. <laughs> All right. And now, outside of the songs, is there just a moment in the show that you can possibly give a gold star to? Let me Let me close my senses really quick and try to pull up a thing that I enjoyed. Let me, let me, let me, that, hey, that, that fucking phone call scene was like, I like the different, uh, people interacting and I like that it is, you could tell it's in that same hallway. That ability, that like kind of flowing these bits together of like, oh, like there's Leah Michelle walking by that way and there she is walking through that way. Like that and like, that has actual like joy in like little joke filmmaking that I do enjoy. Ding. There we go. Gold star for that. <laughs> What about you, Tanner? My gold star moment was Artie ramming himself into the wall. Aww. I just, it's just it's a great bit of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very few things on this show are executed well, but... <laughs> yeah. Artie does ram himself into a wall. How about you? I, I think... I'm really tempted... Okay, my, my gold star moment for this episode... I, okay, look, I'm a, I'm a sucker here. It's gotta be the group of misfits get their act together and they pull out a really good performance. So it is it is the team does the thing. That's valid. That's what the show is about, ostensibly. Yeah. I I I also would like to give honorable mentions, which I th- which I hope I'm allowed to do because a I'm one of the co-hosts on the show on the show <laughs> on this I get to help shoe? make the rules <laughs> on this showster. <laughs> oh God! You could have named it showster. Um, Sorry, Christina. It's it's okay. I figured I'd wait until I could see you with your head above water. (laughs) Um, I I would like to give out honorable mentions. One honorable mention to all of the acting that everyone was doing in this episode because everyone's acting was on point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I also would like to give an honorable mention to how everyone except for Rachel in the glee club has everyone's back <laughs> yeah. like the the fact the fact that the conference call beside like in addition to being just a great bit of like character development also showcased how every like everyone is taking care of them everyone is taking care of each other except for Rachel because they know that she'll be fine but like we're all organizing this to help Quinn and also to maybe not get Finn hurt about it and I guess fine will include Puck too my 16F Glee Club cast members have unionized (laughs) (laughs) oh god was was this a union show (laughs) Yes. I really hope it was. Yes. I'm pretty sure if it's on a broadcast network, it's Union. Okay, cool. Glee Union. I keep getting things about the Glee Union. Uh, (laughs) You know, the Gloonian. The Gloonian. (laughs) Raise $17 for charity. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Um, and, And Riley, if you can pick just one moment in the show... She gets slushy too. Like crack my fucking arms. <laughs> Big Witch, what are you fuckers? <laughs> I think it's Rachel. I think I I think truly in my heart, I think I hate Rachel. <laughs> I think that I just I need to I need to I need to throw it like from a slingshot from across the hallway. 
just bop, like bam. I need to do that mm-hmm. in my life, and that's valid. Which I remember being in show choir and fearing, like, ah, shit, are we gonna like, are people gonna come after us with slushies? But no, because the show choir was all the coolest kids. <laughs> like, like I was like the lowest cool person in there for being like a long haired, like fucking video game dweeb. Everyone else is like, <laughs> that's like the preppy thing to do is be in show choir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My school, I mean, we didn't have a show choir, but our like choir choir was mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. The privileged underdogs. <laughs> it's the the privileged misfits. It, it would be a shame if I had to face what the normies faced. What is it? Mm-hmm. Slushies. Now nah, we got beat up <laughs> uh, with slushies. Truly. <laughs> oh god. What is your um, slushies, my friends? I am slushing just the entirety of the execution of the concept of the Haverhurst Deaf Choir. Mm, yep, that's a because that's a... I I mentioned this when Paper they first showed up, but there are actual deaf choirs mm-hmm. that do, do ASL singing or whatever sign language they're fluent in singing. For and it's... God's sake, there was an entire performance of of Spring Awakening with it with like with deaf performers, and it exactly. was great. It's cool and good and rad, and it's funny you bring that up, because Ali Larder, who was in that, was also auditioned for the Glee Project, the reality show where the prize is you get to roll on Glee. But we're not there yet, so instead we just sit here in the misery yeah. of how poorly the deaf choir is treated, and I slushy everyone involved in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Oh, I need to know. I need to know your target. Simply because he is the easiest target. Um, my slushy moment is Jacob and Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It, it, it is. It is him being here. Yep. And his his entire uh, lecherous thing towards Rachel, mm-hmm. and just the the fact because like trust me, I could give it to any number of things, but I don't have the brain cells left tonight <laughs> to come up with a more generalized term like Tanner did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're valid. We yeah. we only had enough for three slushies today, and we must use them as we each deem fit. Yes, <laughs> Tanner was smart and got the big goal. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure I do have an entire thing of one one fear. gold star stickers that I still have in my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good. All right, Riley. Yes. Show choir expert, <laughs> wedding expert, <laughs> uh, game developer, and podcasting wonderkind. Where can people find you on the internet at this time, which, according to our release schedule, will be sometime in September? If you like what you heard from me, you can f- you can find me on Twitter at Rev Rybread. That's at like Rev Rev like Reverend Rye Bread like Rye. Right. Glee sound, bread. Glee sound bread. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna do a Susan Sarandon. Say it. That's good. Do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's also uh um you can also buy my games at linkswithgames.com or um revrybread.itch.io today as of recording i just released a new game uh zs2e which oh 
did. Speaking of things in high school, uh, Zombie Survivalist Second Edition is a game that we made, me and my friends made in high school because we thought D and D was too nerdy. And we recently looked at those rules and said, "Ooh, a lot of this is bad." But then excavated a lot of the good <laughs> shit and put it in Zombie Survivalist Second Edition. It's a game about community. It's about uh, coming together in the post-apocalypse. And it's like uh, it's about what if a post-apocalypse wasn't upsetting and grim and boring and grumpy all the fucking time, and instead magic was alive, and you got to like teach a werewolf how to like skateboard or like talk to dinosaurs and shit it's just non-stop pulpy action fun and you can find that now out on itch on early access um i also have at this point two new podcasts that you can hear me on um one is um the podcast minds there but for the grace of pod go we which is my podcast with my buddy andrew sherman where uh it's uh every every week we take suggestions of podcast titles or pitches not both will block you and we uh make uh we, yes. we flesh out that idea fully that's coming out on august 2nd 7th so for you two but you the audience i'm 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 very impressed riley that that you managed to keep it a secret this long, despite the fact that every time you were tweeting something about the podcast minds, you were like, this is just a joke. Yeah, this yeah. is just Please a joke. Stop. And I was like, hmm. I was like, I've never known Riley to pass up a podcast <laughs> idea. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. And the second one you can hear is <laughs> If Not Us Then Who Season 2, where me and some of my closest friends are going 200 years after The Last Jedi, the last Star Wars movie that came out, fleshing out all the stuff that happened in between that in 200 years and then telling a new story in that new universe it is completely different it is completely it, it, it is no longer one good guy one bad guy it is just cool shit and i love it it's got my good friend ty from uppercut it's got my friend sender from uh cape lorelei and it's got my friend vita who works at remedy games <laughs> it's fucking cool <laughs> nice. i got my whole squad here and we're telling dope stories um that's coming out august 1st so Nice. Fucking boom. There we go. Gotti. All right. Oh, now I have to. I was going to yeah, say you sing get the outro out, today, Tanner. I didn't even pitch Never Believe It. Should I pitch Never Believe It? How many podcast pitches do I get? <laughs> we let Jake list his whole uh, industry, so. Then it, yeah, the, J- Jake's like, <laughs> Jake's McElroy and a half of podcasts. Then, then that that point, it, for that reason, instead I'll just play the ad. <laughs> Because <laughs> I have it on a fucking soundboard. <laughs> but no, Never Believe It is a uh, Dada Art soundscape podcast that is ostensibly a rewatch of Naruto. We call it a D-watch. Um, every two, once every two weeks, we watch only the filler episodes mm-hmm. of Naruto to try to figure out what this podcast, what this show is really about. We're searching for the greater truth, the Naru truth. Don't get me wrong. This is a bad podcast that hates you and hates your ears. It is here to cause harm to you. But it's one of the finest things I do. Check it out at narutohead.band. Um, you don't need to know anything about Naruto. We don't. <laughs> also, I promise you it's not a cult and it's not an arc. <laughs> Is it? No. I believe you. Well, that That's your first mistake, Tanner, because you should... Never believe me! Never believe me! Never believe me! Never believe me! <laughs> I paid $50 on Cameo for that. <laughs> God. <laughs> there, that's good. That's good. All right. So, Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and through Loser Like Me Pod at gmail.com. 
Please, please rate and review us on your listening platform of choice because that helps us to uh, get a wider audience. And tell a friend about us, please. Yes. Suffer with us. <laughs> <laughs> also, wash your hands. Wear masks. <laughs> hey, this is September. I hope to God that you're all washing your hands and wearing your masks. <laughs> I, really? I hope that. Th- Considering our audience, it should go without saying, but we're going to say it anyways. Yeah. 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 Anyways, Riley. Thank you for allowing us to inflict this on you. <laughs> yes, thank thank you so much, Riley. That this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of genuine fun talking about this episode of this fucking show with you two. It has been an adventure <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Uh, and the way we close it out is that all together we say, and that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> You're killing so, me. I'll do it. Count me down. Three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what, what you, you missed, missed on Glee. On Glee. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired, y'all. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me.